Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Bulo, and today I am so happy to share a Firebird Award-winning author with you. She is Donna Young, and her winning book is titled Redemption. Donna lives in a small Iowa town with her husband, Marty, an ordained minister who also does construction work and painting. A stage four cancer survivor, Donna started to write when, during treatments, she could do nothing else. After decades in management positions for large companies, she suddenly had nothing to manage and asked God to guide her to a new purpose. A beneficiary of many miracles and grateful to be alive in order to learn more of Jesus, she now knows her purpose is to write for his glory, and she joyfully shares the gospel of grace with anyone who will listen. A licensed pastor, Donna also speaks at churches, women's groups, and other Christian events. She and her husband have raised a blended family of six children, 24 grandchildren, and six great-grandchildren. Their lives have been filled with unique challenges and wonderful blessings as they've discovered more of God's exquisite love in a lost and broken world. And we surely have lots to talk about today, so welcome to the network, Donna. Oh, thank you so much, Pat. So happy to be here, and I just want to thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, such a pleasure. Six children, 24 grandchildren, and six great-grandchildren. I think you're going to have to rent a banquet hall for Thanksgiving. We will. We will. <laughs> <laughs> we we have a household, that's for sure. <laughs> that is so beautiful. It's just the way it's supposed to be, right? I believe it is, yes. Absolutely. Well, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm sure it's going to be fun with all those kids running about. Oh, it will be. And you have a great one, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanksgiving is my favorite. I think so, too. I rather like it, too. It's just very quiet and peaceful and time to reflect. But I'll change my mind in a few days. (laughs) Then Christmas is my favorite. You're funny. We could have more than one favorite, can't we? We sure can. (laughs) Listen, congratulations on the book win. That was exciting. Oh, yes, it was. Thank you so much. When, When the book was submitted... Uh, was in the first part of July, and um, and then I got COVID and was in the hospital, actually in a coma on a ventilator for 15 days. And after getting out of the hospital, I spent the next couple of months or so just learning how to walk again and use my hands. So I had not checked my email and when I did, discovered that the book had won several awards and was just floored, oh. to be honest with you. So this has really been an exciting week or so here. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I'm sad that you had to go through that. I mean, you've been through a lot of crazy things in your lifetime. And just to add this to the to the mix wasn't good. But I'm glad you were able to get a happy email and, and kind of fill you with, with some joy. Yes, thank you. That Thank you for that. But, you know, I believe that everything happens for a reason. You know, Romans 8.28 tells us that that everything that happens, God can use for our good and for his glory. And every time there's been a situation in my life where um, where he has pulled me through something, there have been people along the way who have come to know the Lord. And so I truly believe that that piece of scripture. Well, it took me here. Let's start off maybe by talking a little bit about your first book, When All Else Fails, which was inspired by your health journey. It was. Um, Eleven years ago, eleven and a half years ago, I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. It had already metastasized in six other places and 
they gave me three to six months to live. I had always wanted to write, but who had time? You know, I was, I had worked full time for so many years and had kids and grandkids and a house to take care of and a yard to take care of, just like everybody else does. And I think I made excuses for years about why I couldn't. I, to be honest with you, I think I was afraid that my work wouldn't be good enough. And as I started to write, I did it more to fill the time because when you're sitting and having chemo treatments and doctor's appointments and things, you're just at a loss as to what to do with your life, how to be productive. So I started writing because I could take my little laptop everywhere I went and began to write the story of my cancer journey and my faith journey. You know, I'm a pastor's wife, but I spent the majority of my life not believing that God cared about me. I mean, I believed there was a God, and I could even see him healing other people, but I had done so many things in my life that I was ashamed of that I really felt like, how could he love me? Um, why would he want to heal me? What purpose do I have on this earth? And I'm sure there are a lot of people that feel that way. And I'll tell you, as I went through years of uh, different chemo treatments and doctor's appointments and so on, and started studying the Bible I'd been reading for years, I started seeing passages in that Bible that though I'd read them thousands of times, I really had no understanding of what they meant. And as I began to realize how much he loved me and and how much he wanted me to be healed so that he could use me, my whole life changed. And so that first book takes you through my cancer journey and my faith journey. And at the end of the book are scriptures that I read in the Bible that I found a whole new meaning to. And I figured, well, the doctors were putting chemo into my body, a form of poison to try to kill the poison that was already there. And so as a spiritual medicine, I, and this probably sounds kind of dorky, but I would stand in my kitchen three times a day and read all those scriptures in the back of the book out loud. And I truly believe that God saved me, God healed me, that it had nothing to do with with medicine of man's making or radiation or any of that because they had told me that that would only give me a little more time. They had no no way of healing me. So that first book to me was very meaningful. But then I discovered that I love to write. I felt like there are people like me who maybe feel like they're not good enough for God's love. And so my books tend to have a theme of um, people who are angry at the Lord or who maybe don't believe they're good enough and that sort of thing. And each book is a journey through a life coming to the discovery of God's love. So beautiful. And I do really think that you are going to touch a lot of folks who are listening. And, and your story about standing in the kitchen, I don't think that's dorky or weird or anything. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's power in belief, isn't there? Oh, sure. And power in prayer, too. You know, that 
that first book, When All Else Fails, God's Grace and the Power of Prayer, I was one of those people who used to just um, nonchalantly throw out there, well, if all else fails, we should pray. And then I discovered that everything else in the world does fail. It's only prayer. It's only God who gets us through. So that became so clear to me that I thought, well, now I know my purpose. My purpose is to write for his glory and to bring people into the kingdom. And I'll tell you what, in these days, this past year and a half, if we've learned nothing else, it's that if you've read the book of Revelation, um, things seem to be creeping up on us quicker than maybe we ever thought. Thank you for saying that. Absolutely. Yeah, people are wondering what's going on. All you have to do is read that, and you can begin to put the pieces together. And Redemption is the first book in a trilogy. It's the Redeemed Trilogy, Redemption, Resistance, and Revelation. And when I when I wrote that book, uh, that series of books, um, the first one, Redemption, was uh, published in 2016, which was five years ago. So uh, the things that are happening now in this book, it, it was like um, it was like culture not following the trend of times, but the trend of times and culture following the words in this book. I, I really believe that God gave me those words to write down so that when people read this trilogy, they could kind of get. Um, a little bit of a, an idea of the things that we're going to be seeing. Mm -hmm. Give our listeners a little peek into the book Redemption. Sure. Um, in the first book, Jana, um, who is a non-believer because she grew up uh, in foster homes and, and during a lot of really hard times, she doesn't believe, but her husband, the man that she meets and marries, is a real believer and so are his parents. Um, this is a walk through uh, loss and discovery and the things that she goes through uh, escaping into the wilderness to get away from a government that has gone rogue and the things that she discovers along the way. I don't want to say too much more because it really gives things away. Um, it's, it's a very action-packed book. Um, and yet also very spiritual. Mm -hmm. For those people who are looking just for something to read, well, it'll still introduce them to Jesus. Mm -hmm. I, I want all of my books to do that, to introduce people to Jesus, but in a way that doesn't seem preachy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things I've heard most from people is that my books introduce them to Jesus and to a world filled with the gospel, but without being preachy and um, and hitting you over the head with the Bible. And it's so much more engaging and educational, I think, to read something that's enjoyable, that seems fictional, and yet has a obvious message underlying, but, but not so overt. And so you had two more books after that that rounds out that trilogy. Yes. Um, uh, Resistance is about... Um, the, the same group of people, but now they're, um, now they're opposing the government who has pretty much taken over, locked down, 
uh, demanded implants and this sort of thing. And this is a battle between uh, people who are spiritually aligned with God and people who just want to take over the world and be king of the mountain, which I think you see a lot of. And then the book Revelation is truly end times folding out for everyone to see, but with those same fictional characters and um, and a wonderful, wonderful ending that I hope people will read. Well, we need a wonderful ending because your books kind of exemplify, as you said, what we are living right at this moment. Yes, yes. And every one of my, I mean, I have other books out there. I'm hoping people will go to my website, which is DonnaMYoungWriting.com. Um, my books are listed there. They have, you know, a, a paragraph about what they're about and um, and where to get them because they're all available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, ChristianBooks.com, um, and and to be ordered through any place that sells books. So so they're easy to get, and um, and I would have to say, not that I'm trying to you know plug one place over another, but I'd have to say, ChristianBooks.com has the best price. Oh, okay. So there are price differences. That's good to know. Yep. All right. Well, let's talk about your characters for a moment, where they come from, how they develop. Do you develop them? Do they develop you? Oh, I think a little of each. I tell everybody that um, in all of my books until until the last one that I wrote, which was um, Steps to the Cross, um, all of my books before that tend to have bits and pieces of me. Um, I think a lot of people grow up under tough circumstances and can uh, empathize with characters who have also gone through tough times and tough circumstances. Uh, we had a lot of that growing up, dysfunctional family and all that sort of thing that a lot of people can associate with. And bits and pieces of me are throughout my books, monsters, um, uh, the days of grace and grace abounding. Um, and then I've written some nonfiction as well. Fear and Other Names of the Enemy, and my very last book, God, with a question mark, questions that people have asked us in ministry over the years. But in this first trilogy, the characters, um, Jana has a lot of bits and pieces of me in there, so I think I began to develop her as a character and Josh, her husband. Uh, but then Jana helped to develop me, too. I believe that uh, speaking with her voice gave me the voice to be able to say things that I had always felt and thought. I'm not good enough. I, I don't think I have a, a godly purpose. Um, you know, why am I here? Those sorts of things. And I think a lot of those questions are answered through Jana's life mm -hmm. throughout this book. I love that you say that because you're not alone. Um, I just spoke with someone the other day who is just in awe of her character um, and says she just thrives to be like this character. And I just find that so fascinating that here you are as an author, you are creating this character, you are putting this character on paper, and yet 
um, having feelings about this character as if, oh, wow, I kind of idolize this person, wish I could be more like her. I just find that such a fascinating right. set of circumstances. To get to a place, um, as this character does, of strength and and faith that just it just can't even be questioned, you know, a belief that strong. You know, um, being healed from cancer and being healed from COVID, and now my sister is going through a cancer battle of her own. She discovered four and a half months ago that she um, has stage four cancer in her pancreas, her liver, her lungs, and it's mm -hmm. even gone into her bones. And we have had prayer chains all around the country praying for her like crazy. Again, prayer works. Mm -hmm. The doctors told her a week and a half ago, we're just trying to keep you comfortable until you die. Mm -hmm. She called me yesterday to tell me that they took more pictures and her tumors have shrunk by half. Oh, oh Donna. Miracle, miracle, miracle. I told her, Bobby, you are going to have a testimony oh. of testimonies, and you are going to be able to touch so many people's lives with this, you know? Oh, my gosh, I've got just chills right now. Good thing I have a heavy sweater on because you just <laughs> you just touched me. Oh, my gosh. Well, include me in the prayer chain. I will be oh, sending. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I will be sending to her as well. Oh, wow. So inspiring. Thank you for sharing. A lot of this is so personal, but thank you for sharing. You're welcome. You know, I, I think I have discovered over the past 11 and a half years that that things that I thought when I was younger, oh, you shouldn't share personal things and, you know, oh, asking for prayer is so selfish and all of these things. You know, I have discovered how many people have come to know the Lord because of us sharing personal things. Mm -hmm. When you get chills, then you're going to think about my sister Bobby. Yes. You know, and and the miracles that we see taking place all around us. Gosh, God is so good, and he continues to be good. You know, they say that this country is becoming more secular all the time, just mm -hmm. like Europe has become, mm -hmm. and... I think that it's up to us who believe, up to those that still have faith. We have to share those stories. We have to share the belief and the faith and the trust that we have that God is still in control and that everything that happens in our lives is happening because he knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. Mm -hmm. He knows the truth of what's happening, and he's always looking for our best. Well, thank you for that bit of inspiration because we, we need that. And especially, as you say, during these times, we need something to hang on to and to put out there to uh, not only help change our lives, but help change the world, really. It so that sounds like a huge task, but it, I don't believe that it really is. I think it's possible. Right. Uh, one person talking to one person talking to one person, and then pretty soon everybody knows. Yep. You know, I, I, when people wonder where are we going to go when we die, well, we get to choose that. And th there is eternity for everybody. It's just location, location, location. <laughs> Let's go to your cover. I want to talk about that. How did the okay. how did the cover come about? Well, um, all of my covers um, are designed by a gal named Christina Hicks, who lives in uh, 
in Edmond, Oklahoma. She, um, well, I just tell her, uh, you know, Jana is going off into the wilderness to escape what's going on, what the government has done, and I want mountains in the background because those are going to be, uh, you know, a giant piece of this trilogy, those mountains. And so she came up with the picture for that, for the pictures of all of my covers on my books. Um, she's really inspiring, and she does all my layouts and my um, and my covers for me. Oh, okay. That's great to have the same person because not only do you have the consistency, but then there's that whole comfort level. She knows what you want and you know how she operates. And so it's, it makes it a whole lot easier for that cover design to come to fruition and one that will, that you will be happy with. Right, right. I, it's like she reads my mind. In case anybody ever wants to get a hold of her, Christina Hicks Creative at gmail.com. I'm sure she won't mind the plug. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. That's so good. All right. You touched lightly on your newest book titled God. That hasn't come out yet? No, that is out. It just came out? Um, okay. a, a few months ago. Okay. Um, and it's uh, questions that people have asked us over the years. Some of them are very daring questions. Um, I actually had a few people send me kind of hate mail <laughs> and hate emails because my contact information is on my uh on my website, DonnaMYoungWriting.com. And I actually had a few people angry. My answers are all from the Bible and all spelled out with love. Um, however, uh, some people don't like the answers. So, you know, so I expected to get some of that. The book that I'm working on right now is called River of Tears. It kind of went on hold for a little bit while I was in the hospital, sure. and then after I got out and couldn't use my hands anymore. But I'm back working on it again. Uh, it'll be another historical novel like Steps to the Cross was. Uh, Steps to the Cross is um, a, a story, historical fiction, of a generation, five, uh, five generations of a Jewish family going through um, uh, Ancestry.com, I discovered that in my family we had 11 people who were murdered in Treblinka II in Poland oh. during World War II. And so um, this encompasses the time period from the pogroms in uh, the early 1900s through World War I, um, the Russian Revolution, World War II, Israel becoming a nation, and so on. It's very action-packed, very informative without being boring. Mm -hmm. Again, um, bringing people to Christ without hitting them over the head with the Bible. And my the newest book that I am working on right now, River of Tears, because I also found out through that same journey through Ancestry.com that we are more um, Cherokee Indian and Choctaw Indian than we ever thought we were. And so this one is going to be uh, sort of generally around the time of the Trail of Tears, mm -hmm. and again, historical fiction. Mm -hmm. So, but again, leading people to Christ. Right, always so, with um, that underlying theme. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. So, and again, action-packed, and I, I tend to lean in that direction. 
action-packed. My life has been very action-packed, so maybe that's why. But um, I guess just knowing that something needs to draw people in to get them interested. Well, right. That's interesting. I was going to ask you why you go that action-adventure route. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I said, because I believe that kind of draws people in mm -hmm. uh, and gets them hooked on the story. Right. So I, I think it's easier to weave Jesus throughout a life of conflict than it is just talking about sitting in a church. Sure. I agree. So obviously there's a lot of research that goes into your writing as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, when I when I first start getting ready to write a book, and every time I have an idea, I know it comes from the Lord, and then he leads me in the direction of all the uh, the books to read, the um the information for the historical accuracy of the story and all of that. And I do all of my research first, writing down notes and all of that, and then develop my characters so that they fit into and weave throughout the story. Oh, wow. So through that research, you could land places where you didn't plan initially because as you're researching, you might come across something that takes you in a, in a different direction. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people tell me that when they write, they have uh, an outline. I never do that. I just sit down in front of my computer, I pray, and then I start typing. And I go back later and read through things and can't remember having typed them. Oh. oh. So, so then when I'm reading it, and, and I hope this doesn't sound... Um, no. You know, full of myself or whatever, because it isn't me. Um, when I go back through and read it later, I'm like, gosh, that's really good. I would buy this. I would read this book, you know. But again, as I said, it's not me. I really believe that God gives me the words to reach people who maybe would have been unreachable any other way. It doesn't sound full of yourself. I've spoken to more people than you would believe who say something very similar that. It's almost like an automatic writing. It just happens. And, huh. yeah, they, they go back and look at it and think, wow, whoever wrote that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You are such an inspiration. I knew we were going to have a, a fine, inspiring time, and we surely did. All right. Well, I want to make sure that we're not missing anything that you wanted to talk about today. Oh, you know, I think we've pretty much covered all of it. I, I've done other radio interviews before locally, you know, with um, on television stations and, and radio stations here in the tri-state area. And and so I tend to make sure I get those those little, uh, you know, plugs in <laughs> for, for different things. Um, I just want to remind people that my website is DonnaMYoungWriting.com. Um, I'm horrible at trying to figure out how things work online. I am not technologically, you know, apt at all, completely inept at it, as a matter of fact. I haven't even been able to figure out how to get the Firebird Book Award symbol on my website yet. But, you know, just DonnaMYoungWriting.com is my website. The books are available at uh, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, ChristianBooks.com, and any place books are sold, they can order them. I, I And all of my contact information is on my website, too. Um, I get letters and cards. I get emails. 
Um, I've even had phone calls from people. <laughs> so, uh, and I've had some really nice talks with people when they've called me about my books. So, um, anyone can feel free to contact me anytime they want to. If I'm in church, uh, my phone will be turned off. Uh, one time I forgot to turn it off, and my husband, when it rang, my husband said, well, that better be Jesus. <laughs> I love oh, yeah, you would like my husband. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, on that note, it better be Jesus with the phone ring. That's the best. All right, my friends. So everybody heads over to DonnaMYoungWriting.com. Today we talked about many of her books, but the Firebird Book Award went to redemption. All righty, well, listen, it's Thanksgiving week. Let's hope that you and your family have a blessed Thanksgiving. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for being honest and open today and sharing you and your work. Oh, and happy Thanksgiving to you, Pat. God bless you, and thank you for this opportunity to speak. I really appreciate it. God bless you.